Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to Blood, King of the Hill Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, Season 5, Episode 2. Season 5, Episode 2. So, uh, we're, we're recording these ahead of time um, because bit, of yeah. all the holidays and all that kind of stuff. It's about a week ahead. But um, we just had some drama here. Oh, yeah, here at the studio. So, we are up on the 21st floor, and uh, there are three elevators here in this building. Apparently, the security guard got into the second elevator and got stuck between the 11th and 12th floor. Yeah, I'll never use that elevator. And so <laughs> Which elevator was it again? <laughs> she calls me and says, hey, can you uh, maybe come down here and see if you can get the door open? I've been stuck in here for about five minutes. But what was impressive to me is that you go into the elevator, you push the little phone button, and, and somebody's actually there. Somebody responds. Oh, really? There's Which, a button for that? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I didn't think those actually did anything. Yeah, I didn't did know that that actually did anything. Now either. I've got more faith in those closed door buttons. You know? Yeah, I didn't know that that anything inside of an elevator actually mm-hmm, worked other than mm-hmm. the buttons to go from floor to yeah. floor to floor. Yeah, but anyway, I I can't I don't want to get stuck in the elevator. Uh, if I can help I it. Definitely that don't want to get cool. stuck in any elevator. All right, so we are uh season five, episode two. Uh the buck stops here. This is a Buck and Bobby centric episode. Buck and Bobby centric episode for sure. Really, really small B storyline with um uh, men and peggy i mean super small super small but like i have three interactions i have a really really good fact for that okay cool that, that part when we get to it love that all right so we start this sucker no bell no yell because this is season two episode five uh and we're at the hill house uh, it's morning hank opens bobby's shades because bobby's still in bed uh and bobby looks up at him kind of squinting and goes dad i didn't get to bed till three in this three in the morning I was watching the taxi marathon on Nick, Nick at Night. Nick at Night. And then he goes, thank you. Thank you very much. You know like, what's on Nick like at Laka. Night nowadays? Yeah. What? Like everybody loves Raymond and stuff like that. It's crazy. And Malcolm it? in the Middle. And yeah. I, th- I think stuff like that. Uh, maybe not Malcolm in the Middle. But I know for sure like everybody loves Raymond and stuff. Mm-hmm. That just shows. Uh, That's nuts. How, how fast time flies. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, I remember when Nick at Night had... Uh, Happy Days oh, and yeah. all that on there, yeah. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, did, did you watch Taxi? Isn't, 
isn't that the one that they made the movie out of with like Queen mm -hmm. Latifah mm -hmm. and No, uh, this was uh Danny DeVito is the uh, uh distributor or whatever you call it, the guy at the at the taxi farm. Yeah. And then um um oh shoot, what's his name? Uh Latko. Uh it is um um who's the guy that, that uh, Andy Kaufman. Oh, Andy, Andy Kaufman, Kaufman is Lotka. Is oh, so he was actually he actually was in something other than just being a goof. Yes, and Doc Brown is in it also. He's nuts. Uh, he's he's another cabbie, and so is Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Oh, Tony it. Danza. So two episodes in a row, we've had Tony Danza <laughs> references. Oh, that's where the thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you very, very much. much is, is thank Latka. you very much. Yeah, Latka yeah, yeah, Gravis. Yeah, yeah, Latka. Thank you very much. So uh, Hank is opening up the shades. He goes, Bobby, in this house, you don't get to sleep through your summer vacation and watch, uh, watch what we're probably repeats because he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, he about. doesn't know what he's talking about. He goes all night like some shut-in. Here, I put a chore list. I made sure to alternate between uh, light and heavy chores. He hands him a list. Bobby goes, well, weed pulling's not a light chore. He goes, well, yes, it is. I purchased a new weed puller. Well, actually, I wouldn't mind trying that out first. So uh, don't worry about that. And, and don't worry about the garage door. I'll paint that this weekend. I, you know what? I, I'm not giving you my chores. And so he takes yeah. it back from him and goes, you're getting a job. Bobby says, uh, okay, I'm not very employable. No skills, bad attitude, seventh grade education, but we can try. And then he just rolls back over. <laughs> and yeah. I love that. Uh, now we go to a blood drive. Um, this, this is one, where this is where my fact comes in. This one just it, it, it had to be longer. I'm assuming. Yeah, it, it might have been longer. It had they to just be cut a much it short or something. Deal than they cut it. Yeah, they might have needed to give this one like a whole episode. What I wish they would have, uh, what I wish they would do going forward is what they do with Office, the Office episodes on Peacock, where they show the entire thing, even with the cutout parts. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. Friggin' awesome. Like the uh, like the director's cut mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, men and uh, Peggy are at this blood drive. It's obviously in a gematorium, gymnasium, whatever you want to call it. Uh, men says, hello, Peggy Hale. She goes, well, men, I'm surprised to see you here. Men says, I've been donating blood for a long time. I'm what they call a universal donor, type O. I can give blood to anyone. My blood, that important. Peggy's like, well, I'm AB negative, the rarest blood of all. Liquid gold. Yeah. So here comes a worker. I and that's this is where my fact comes in real quick about the blood types. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's a, a couple of blood type facts that kind of uh, kind of show you how shitty Peggy is talking about mm -hmm. her blood type. Mm -hmm. Okay, so type O, uh, it's highly valued because it's applicable to any blood type. Uh, o plus and especially O minus, they're considered universal donors. Okay. O minus is the truest universal donor blood type because all blood types can accept that. O positive so O negative is the most sought after is the most sought after hmm. because anybody can take O negative. Yeah. O positive can only be taken by pl positive blood Not a types. Not great band either. No. O positive. <laughs> o positive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh O positive it can be received by all the positive blood types. Mm. So uh Do you know what blood type you are? Uh, no, I don't. I think I'm AB. I don't, I don't have any idea what I think I'm A B yeah. something, which is the worst blood type to have. I know I'm a red one. Uh oh, yeah, red. Yeah. yeah. So Peggy's blood type is A B negative, which mm. she claims is liquid gold and just now. Yeah. And but the truth is A B can only be accepted by other A B types. Uh, so she's A B negative. So A B negative could be A B positive or A B negative. Huh. It has one of the smallest recipient groups. Only about 25,000 people a year get AB blood huh. in the transfusions, where 875,000 users a year get the O, so she is, o blood type. So she's literally saying the opposite of what it is. She's literally saying, not only is she saying the opposite of what is true, it is like completely the yeah. reverse of yeah. what is true. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so a nurse slash worker or whatever comes up with cookies and OJ and says, uh, Ms. Hill, our, our records show that you've donated a total of six pints of blood. I want you to know that when you've reached eight pints, and then Peggy, of course, or one gallon, uh, the lady goes, yeah, yeah, or one gallon, and we'll give you a or complimentary coffee mug. And <laughs> Peggy perks up. She goes, oh, a mug. It would say that I gave blood, right? She goes, yes. And Mrs. Susan News and Phone, uh, you're only one pint away from the mug. Oh, wow. And uh, she says, uh, hear that, Peggy Hill? Next time I'll be drinking orange juice from a coffee mug while you're still drinking it from little itty-bitty Peggy Hill paper cups. And she takes that paper cup and just it crushes like it. Like yeah. right in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a big poster, by the way, behind Peggy. Uh, it's an it's a animated blood drop, and it says every drop counts. Uh, now, we're at Strickland. Uh, Hank is outside with a customer. He looks like he's doing something with a tank. I don't know. 
Buck drives up in his Cadillac car and says, uh, stealing company gas, Hank? Oh, oh, good one, good one, Mr. Strickland. Uh, I was wondering if it'd be okay to put Bobby to work for the summer as a tank wipe. He goes, no, nope, too late. I promised last tank wipe job to Ms. Liz's brother's stepson's kid. Think about that just for a second. Ms. Liz's brother's stepson's kid. I mean, that is... <laughs> That's, that's that's many many degrees of separation. That is a lot of degrees of separation. That so that's her. So that's away. his brother-in-law's stepson's child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he goes, but I tell you what, if Bobby works half as hard as you, I'll pull a few strings, grease a few palms, and get him a job at the caddy as the golf club. Uh, Hank says, well, that that would be great, sir. You know, I love golf. Uh, maybe if uh, you know, sometime. I mean, I know you love golf too, and I thought. No, Hank, you're too old to be a caddy. Get back to work. He just drives. He wants off. to play golf. He just with wanted him. to play golf with <laughs> him. He said, "Nah, you're too old to be a caddy. Get you're too on out old. here." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so Peggy pulls up, uh, and she sees men over there hanging laundry, uh, and she drives past her. She goes, "Well, hey, man, I just thought you'd like to know I've donated another pint of blood, seven pints apiece, men, but not for long. I am on a donating streak. It's not a thing." It's not a thing. She drives off, and she pulls into her driveway, and she gets out of the car and almost passes out. And then she pulls out this orange and just starts eating it like an animal. Like I it, mean, like just attacking the Not thing. even taking just, the, the rind off. She yeah. just, ugh. All right, so now we're at uh, Everwood Country Club, uh, and it's Bobby and two other caddies sitting there kind of waiting for the golfers to, to step up so that they can carry their clubs. Uh, one of the caddies says, the trick to being picked by a golfer is to make sure you make eye contact. Look alert. They like that. If you don't get picked, you end up sitting on your butt all day. And, of course, when Bobby hears this, he's like, oh, there you go. Yeah, goes, yeah. Thanks for the tip. <clears throat> so they all sit up straight. Bobby's just slouching like crazy. And then the golfers come and pick the other two kids. And Bobby's just happy to just not have to do anything. Later on, Bobby is now asleep on that same bench. So he's, he's done this successfully for quite some time. For quite some time. Uh, you hear a uh, Cadillac car pull up. and it, <laughs> That's his horn, right? Yeah, deep, deep in, in the heart of Texas. Which is also <laughs> our theme song. That's right. Yeah. Buck gets out uh, in his golf clothes. He's just tipping everybody. The valets are like, oh, Mr. Strickland, I see you, sir. He is just, I mean, he's just handing out money left yeah, and right. Yeah, left and right. Here you go, Bradley. Hey, you, bring me a martini on the first tee, $2. Hey, Bobby, how they treat you? He goes, good, sir. He goes, well, now you can tell them Buck Strickland treats you better and gives him five bucks and walks off. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he is he is Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack. Yeah. Um, later, Bobby is still on that bench. He's eating some ice cream now that he's obviously bought with the money that, that, uh, that Buck gave him. Gave him yeah. uh, one of the caddies comes up and says, after work, we're going to go hang out and watch some golf carts, and we're going to ride some blocks of ice down, down a hill. <laughs> and Bobby's like, well, I'm not really interested in watching carts, but give me a shout when you're ready to do that ice riding thing. <laughs> and then he just shakes up his chocolate milk. Yeah. It goes to a little later, and the two caddies are pushing these. This is something that seems like out of the three stooges to me you know giant blocks of ice that you're sliding on down a hill where I mean, are they getting giant blocks that's what of I'm ice saying. from where do you get the you know the you 1930s remember, well that's what i'm saying you remember <laughs> yeah. they used to have those giant things that you open up that, that yeah the big tongs or whatever yeah, that yeah. they would it was like you would pull them apart and they would yeah. grab it yeah uh curly would put it on his back walk it up a hill and by the time he got there it was the size of an ice cube or something because it would melt <laughs> fun fact uh if you look to this direction here yeah. you could see the old ice, the ice factory yeah, yeah the old ice house uh there's a uh no uh off of mary street yeah uh close to where i think it's mary street no it's not mm. mary street it's uh columbus okay it's uh further up though uh okay. there's the old where they used to actually uh make these big blocks of ice back in the 30s yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's over there by the the is it off columbus i think it's over there by like the uh, it's in a weird spot right yeah. by the train it's over there by the uh, the 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 home the the home for wayward children. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's right there, <laughs> and then it, but at, but it's yeah. right there uh, off the train deal because it was one of those things where the train would pull up and pick up ice and <laughs> take it to children. Dallas or whatever. Yeah, mm. or whatever they did with ice back then. I don't know. Then. What, I don't know, uh, yeah, I don't know where what, they were shipping ice off to. I don't know where they sent ice, and I don't know where they sent those uh, wayward children. Uh, so later on, you got these two kids pushing these blocks of ice up a hill. Bobby's still eating, just right behind them. He's not doing any work. One of the caddies like, hey, you want to go first? And he goes, me? Sure. He gets on the ice, and uh, he goes, oh, what the heck? Now, how do I? And then he just pushes him down. And Bobby's just like, he's he's hauling ass down this, down this hill, right? And the kid's like, you are ice blocking, my friend. And then Bobby comes down and hits a golfer 
well, on this block slams of ice, a golf knocks yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. way over. Which is Bobby's second golf course. Uh, yes, causing injuries to people Bobby, on golf courses. Bobby doesn't do well with golf no, he courses. Doesn't. No. This is uh, it was Willie Nelson, and now That's it's right. uh, this guy That's here. Right. Uh, so then we transition, and we are uh, there's a security car, a uh, security guy that has uh, gotten Bobby in the back seat of his car. And he's driving him home, and he goes, do you know who you knocked down? The chairman of the membership committee. Yeah, that's right, Corky Haywood. I'd be wetting myself, too, right now if I were you. Yeah, Corky, <laughs> Corky Haywood. Haywood. I like how he says it. Yeah. <laughs> so they get to get to the Hill House. The doorbell rings. Hank goes and answers the door. It's the security guard and Bobby. Sir, your son was involved in an incident near green number six. A, cl- a club member was incapacitated due to, incapacitated due to ice blocking. Wow. How your, hard did he hit him? <laughs> your son's <laughs> services as a caddy have been terminated. That's a strong word. <laughs> it is. Hank's like, oh, God, Bobby. Mr. Strickland's my boss. He put a reputation on the line to get you this job. Also, sir, your truck is parked more than one foot from the curb. I'm giving you a warning. Hank's like, you're not a cop. He goes, that's why it's just a warning. <laughs> that's why it's just the a front warning. door. Yeah. <laughs> and actually. Took that job a little too serious. He does. That is our first, uh, our first commercial break. We'll take that and we'll be right back. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And we're back uh, from commercial break number one. I hope you enjoyed all those. Uh, remember, if you're allergic to any of those drugs, don't take those drugs. Um, okay, so we are uh, uh, walking up to Buck's house. Hank has taken Bobby over there because he, he says mm-hmm. he you know, owes him an apology. He goes, Corky Raywood may have a deep thigh, bru- deep thigh bruise, but the real victim here is Mr. Strickland. You owe that man an apology. I'll wait out here. So he rings the doorbell, and he just kind of steps to the side, and he just lets Bobby go in and do it himself. And he goes, I'm really sorry, sir. This is after Buck op- opens the door. Yeah. He goes, I don't know if you've ever ridden a block of ice before, and Strickland is in his bathrobe. The, the, my favorite part about that is that it's open, so you can see his heart surgery scar right on his chest. Yeah, right down the middle of his chest. He goes, well, he goes, I don't know if you've ever ridden a nice, uh, block of ice before. He goes, well, I married Miss Liz, didn't I? Now, don't, don't you Woo. worry, Bobby. I'll take care of this. <laughs> I married Miss Liz. He goes, but that security guy said I was fired. He goes, that security guard's fired. He goes, no, please don't. Too late. He's fired. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> then you hear the kettle <laughs> the kettle whistle, right, in the in the uh, kitchen. He goes, I was making a hot toddy before you showed up. You want a hot toddy? Hot toddy will calm your nerves. He's giving a child a, a hot, hot toddy. toddy. <laughs> and Bobby, thankfully, goes, no, thank you, sir. Miss Liz, two hot toddies. We're going to toast your new job as my personal caddy. Now, tell me, Bobby, did you really knock that son of a bitch on his ass? You know, he tried to get me kicked out of the club for throwing my putter at his wife. No one sneezes when Buck Strickland's are out to putt, except for Buck Strickland. <laughs> <So he's laughs> yeah, told, threw a to, whole putter at the guy's wife saying. because she sneezed. <laughs> so it transitions to a little bit later. Both of them come out of Strickland's house, Bobby and Buck, and they're just both laughing. And uh, Buck looks at Hank and goes, I'm going to make him my personal caddy. Hank says, well, gee, thank you for doing this for me, sir. Not doing it for you. I'm doing it for Bobby. He reminds me of my boy. He goes, oh, I didn't know you had a son. Yeah. He goes, yeah, lives in a different town, different women. Name's Roy, Ray, something like that. After 16 years, I'm too embarrassed to ask. Jesus. That's horrible, yeah. What a horrible. guy. Yeah, uh, Jody Ray Roy Strickland, mm. who we meet later on. There you this go. is the first mention <laughs> of his son. 16 years, I'm too afraid to ask. Yeah, we meet him again in another episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see real quick. What's well, uh, the one where Hank gets drunk? Up on yeah, stage, yeah, right? Yeah, the one where he gets drunk. Yep. Uh, episode. At the Eternal Flame ceremony. Or yeah, what happens at the National Propane Gas Convention in Memphis stays at the National <laughs> Propane Gas Convention in Memphis. That's like season uh, 13. Yeah, it's way down there. Uh, wow, yeah, that's way, way down there. Season 13. Okay, so now we're at the golf range. I'm assuming it's the next day. Uh, Bobby says, uh, 18 holes. I've never walked that far in my life. It's just him and Buck, and Buck said, well, you're not going to start now. Toss those clubs in the cart and take the driver's seat. You hungry, Bobby? Yes, sir, I am, because Bobby's always hungry. Mm-hmm. Both of them are in the golf cart. Bobby's driving. He goes, well, how about a couple of hot dogs with everything on them? And Bobby's just like, oh, fantastic. I mean, he's Bobby has hit the mother load as far as he's concerned, right? He gets oh, yeah. to drive a golf cart. Absolutely. He gives him money. He seems important. 
Gets free hot dogs. Free I mean, hot dogs. What else does Bobby want? Bobby wants just I if mean, he could have Connie there, that would be that about would be it. it. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right, uh, they're at the next hole, and uh, there's a there's a golfer there that uh, it, we find out his name is Vargas, but he he hits it and he goes, "Damn it!" And then uh, Buck, of course, being Buck's just an ass. Uh, you playing army golf today, Vargas? He goes, army golf? He goes, yeah, left, right, left, right, left, right. <laughs> and Bobby's That's like. That's actually a pretty good joke. Bobby's like, oh, it's a good one, sir. And he's just, his mouth is just stuffed with a hot dog. He goes, yahoo, sent that whore home in a taxi when he hits his ball. <laughs> sent yeah. that whore home in a taxi. Dear Lord. All right, so now we're in the alley with all four guys. So we got Buck. I have Buck. We got uh, Dale, Bill, Boomhauer, and uh, Hank. And Bill, of course, starting it off as weird as normal. I had a dream last night. We were all naked, except for you, Hank. You had these tiny, clear plastic underpants on. Actually, they weren't doing you any good, really, because you could see everything. But the weird part is, (laughs) and then Hank's like, look, look, there's Bobby. (laughs) Buck drops him off in front of the, or in the alley there. And he's like, see you tomorrow at the club, Bobby. And then Hank uh, is talking to Bobby now. He's like, you didn't ask Mr. Strickland to give you a ride home, did you? He said, no, he insisted, and he tipped me a dead president. Hamilton, he holds up a $20 bill. He goes, way to go, Bobby. Mr. Strickland's not one to throw his money around. He rewards hard work with a fair salary. Bobby kind of <laughs> runs. <laughs> yeah, a bullshit. fair salary, a bunch of bullshit. bullshit, yeah. Well, it's uh, still funny to me that Hank's, <laughs> Hank thinks that whatever he gets compensation for what he does is a fair salary. Well, there's another reference to that It might have been a, a fair second. salary. Who knows? Yeah, there's another, another kind of reference to that here in a second where Peggy agrees with him. Uh, uh, Dale speaks up. Look at you, Hank. You're so jealous. When was the last time you were dropped off at home by your boss? Never. <laughs> Who wants Never. to get dropped off at their house by their boss? Hank. <laughs> the right. real Hank probably does. <laughs> so now we're at dinner uh, with Peggy, Hank, and Bobby. And Bobby's regaling them with tales of the day. So then when Buck finally sunk his putt, he tried to do a little dance, but he's kind of too big, so he had me do it for him. Everybody loved it. Hank's, uh, well, while Buck's out enjoying himself on the links, I'm glad he's got someone like me at the shop to keep the trains running on time. Nice Nazi reference. Yeah. Uh, Take today, for instance. We got a surprise call from the Propane Association. They needed to talk to Buck. Well, I handled it. Told him that would be fine. Uh, Yep, that's just the kind of fires I have to put out when Buck's not around. Yeah. Told him it would be fine. Yeah. Bobby says, anyway, it was some game. Mr. Strickland got up under more balls than a a midget midget hooker. hooker. (laughs) That's a good joke. Of course, Bobby, uh, of course, uh, Peggy and Hank are just like, Bobby, uh, where'd you learn language like that? The television? He goes, no, nope, Mr. Mr. Strickland. Strickland. Yeah, I got to blame it on Mr. Strickland. Hank says, uh, just because you're his caddy does not give you the right to repeat it. And then we see his real influence on Bobby here. Take it easy, old top. God dang, 715, I'm missing the wheel. I'm missing the wheel. <laughs> That's Bobby talking, which is nuts. Uh, he leaves the table. <clears throat> Next day, we're at Strickland. Uh, and, uh, Hank comes in, he sees, uh, uh, before he sees that Buck is on the phone, he's talking to him. He goes, sir, last night at dinner, Bobby used some language. Oh, oh, sorry. Sees him on the phone. He goes, yeah, yeah, no, look, look, yeah, I gotta go. Your daddy just walked in the room. Hank, you want to say hi to your son? So he's literally sitting in his office talking to Bobby on the phone. Hank's like, no, but I'm glad I can talk to you both. Mr. Strickland, Bobby used some language last night that he said he got from you. Uh, Buck says, is that true, Bobby? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nah, just starts laughing. Starts you know, laughing. Like crazy. <laughs> All right, then, Bobby, I'll see you at your club. He hangs up and goes, is that it, Hank? I mean, it was basically like Hank hadn't even walked in there. You know, I mean, he was just, he was just, ah, this kid's so funny. All right, so now um, we are uh, uh, back. Back to the. We're back to the blood drive. The blood drive. This one is being held at the McManerbury Chamber of Commerce. Got a big uh, thing over the sign that says blood drive today. Uh, the nurse, <clears throat> Peggy and men are both sitting there and they're staring at each other like this is an actual contest. Yeah. And uh, the nurse or the worker comes up and says, I'm sorry, ma'am, but I'm afraid I might have to send you home. Your blood pressure is way too low. And she's talking to men. Peggy, of course, takes as any opportunity. And that's crazy. If, you got, if, if you're like a normal, average human being in the world and you go to a doctor and they tell you your blood pressure is too low because you keep donating blood. It's too much. Yeah, it's too, too much. much. <laughs> Way too much. Peggy takes this as an opportunity to get to men and goes, oh, darn, no mug for men. Uh, and then the lady looks at her and goes, uh, or she's still talking to men. She goes, did you get blood recently? She goes, yes, but so did she. Twice. See? And she pulls, her, pulls up Peggy's sleeves and there's a couple of Yeah, she's already got Band-Aids. 
Yeah, and she goes, you do not have to take it from my vein of my arm. You can take it from one back of my leg. And That's the, crazy. Yeah. The lady's just like, both of you, get out of here. Go it's home. It's like a dope hit or something. It is. She says, I'm not giving you a mug. You can have a cookie. So she tries to offer him a cookie. And uh, Peggy's like, I do not want a cookie. I want that mug. And then they both kind of try to grab at the mug that the lady's hand handling. Uh, and it says, I heart giving blood on it. Neither one of them can reach it because they're both just out of any kind of energy out of it yeah because they've given up all their freaking blood well just just imagine the first people to do blood stuff like that just to like how how do they get to the point to where they know exactly how much to take out of you imagine the first guy they oh, took blood yeah. out of it's like oh oh four pints oh, too much. oh he's dead <laughs> well it was a barber. next <laughs> it was a barber originally oh also, a barber barbers would take your blood yeah, yeah, yeah. They Barbers were like, were like the doctors, the doctors dentists, yeah, all weird. that. Yeah, because yeah. I know a lot of uh, Wild West dentistry. Oh, yeah, sure. Because of because uh, Doc Holliday, the the guy from the famous mm -hmm. Wide Earp stuff, he that's uh, where he got his morphine. He was actually a dentist. Yeah, yeah, he was actually a dentist, and he used to do dental work. Uh, and uh, uh, he went out there, but he mm -hmm. went out there for his lungs. Mm -hmm. But he did dentistry. Yeah. Uh, so Peggy, as, as men leaves, Peggy kind of sneaks around. She takes both the band-aid patches off of her, uh, arms. Uh, she pinches her cheeks so she can get some color back in yeah. her face. And then she sneaks into another doctor and she goes, she gets up on the table and goes, come on, what are you waiting for? Let's save some lives. But again, this storyline, it's just not much. It's not. There's not much in there. It's funny though. It is funny. Sure. All right. So, uh, now we're back on the golf course. Uh, Buck is driving. He said, you ready to lose, Prattley? Look out. And then he, he hits the ball. Ah, shoot. It goes through the grass. And so they're both over there looking for it in the grass. Obviously, he was playing Lane Prattley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The car salesman yeah. Lane Prattley. Yeah. yeah. So now where'd that little son of a gun get to? And Bobby's over there in the grass. He goes, it's over here, Mr. Strickland. And they look down, and the ball is right in front of a tree. So, like, trying to get it over to the green from around that tree just seems impossible, right? And so uh, Buck kind of steps up to the ball, kicks it, and then pretends like he's falling down. He goes, I almost broke my neck tripping over that ball. Um, this is where Bobby starts to realize kind of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he's starting to question ethics here. Yeah. yeah, he's starting to question some of the he ethics at, of the situation. And he looks at Buck, and he goes, well, isn't that cheating, Mr. Strickland? He goes, I'm not going to lie to you, Bobby. No, nope, just being clumsy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah, was a lie. I'm not going to lie to you, that Bobby. Was a lie. It's not against the law. There's no law against being clumsy. That is unless you're caught. And then uh, Buck just laughs. Uh, he knocks the ball again, and you hear it go into the lake. You hear a couple of geese you know, starting to squawk. And he goes, go find that ball, Bobby. Find it someplace good. And he gives him some money. I, it's starting to get to Bobby, right? So we're starting to see that morality play come into, come into focus here. Now we're uh, with Hank in his garage. He's got his clubs out because he does enjoy golfing. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, we've seen him golf. Yeah. 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 He golfed um, with Willie Nelson. Buck drops off Bobby out front. You don't really see him, but you hear him. We'll see you later, Bobby. Remember to soak those feet. Uh, Bobby comes into the garage where Hank's at, and he goes, so, Bobby, I thought maybe we'd go golfing tomorrow, just the two of us. He goes, uh-huh. Just keeps on walking, and Hank's, like, following him. He goes, well, give your mother a chance to recuperate. Uh, walks in the house. Peggy is still passed out on the couch. Yeah. She's just like, Meh. Uh Bobby says, I can't, Dad. Buck asked me to caddy for him this weekend, and we are teeing off at 9 a.m. tomorrow. He said, isn't that Mr. Strickland's watch? He notices the watch that Bobby's got on. Said, yeah. What's well, my watch now? He gave it to me as a gift. He goes, uh, Buck Strickland yeah, does, does not, not give gifts. Give. This is kind of shitty of him uh -huh. right here, figuring, he, figuring this man works him for 15 years and he never gets nothing from him. That's he crazy. Goes, he goes, I've worked for the man for 15 years. He's never given me anything. And then you hear Peggy like, that's true, Bobby. Never has. <laughs> never given him anything. Shitty Peggy. He goes, Mr. Mr. Strickland probably just lent it to you. <clears throat> Bobby says, no, he gave it to me for helping him. Uh, get the best score of his life. He goes, well, what did he shoot? He goes, a 65. Wait, well, that's a course record. Bobby says, yeah, he was having some trouble, but I bailed him out with my trusty hand wedge. And Hank's like, well, Bobby, that's cheating. He goes, well, there was money on the game. Besides, Lane Prattley's a horse's ass. <laughs> yeah, Lane Prattley's a horse's ass. He goes, you're, you're giving that watch back. He says, no, I'm not. Mr. Strickland gave me that watch, and it's Mr. Strickland who gave me my money. He said he asked me to jump, and I say how high. He asked me to cheat, and we're on a green in two. Whoa, that's too, that, that's beyond cheating. <laughs> Hank says, well, there is no that's getting around. Cheating. He goes, there's no getting around the rules in this house. If you feel like cheating and lying so much, why don't you go to Buck's house? Well, all right, maybe I will. He goes, fine, I'll drive you. Peggy finally perks up. She's like, Hank, what are you doing? He goes, I know what I'm doing. She goes, well, 
Sounds like you know what you're doing, but I'm still too lightheaded to really fully comprehend your plan. Hank says, well, Buck's no babysitter. He'll turn Bobby away the minute he sets foot on his doorstep. She goes, all right, I can't handle a thousand details, Hank. Just give me the broad strokes. I mean, she is out of it. Yeah, know? yeah, way out of it. And uh, then Hank drops Bobby off at Buck's. Uh, Bobby goes right in, uh, closes the door, and then it just kind of goes to Hank, and he's super depressed because he, his plan really didn't work. Yeah, it backfired on him. What he wanted to, what he wanted really didn't work. He wanted to try to show Bobby and teach Bobby a lesson, but yeah. uh, the lesson is is uh, Bobby's wild. The lesson is we're about 15 minutes in, and you got to make it to 22. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> That's a second commercial break. We're going to go ahead and take that, and we'll be right back. Okay, and we are back. Um, we are now in Hank's house. He comes in through the front door, and he's talking to Peggy, who is still on the couch. He goes, did Bobby phone home yet? She goes, where is Bobby? I mean, she is out. He goes, well, he's still at Buck's, but believe me, after a couple hours without his nightlight and his humidifier, he'll be begging to come home. Uh, and then uh, the, then we, we transition actually to the next day. Yeah. So I don't know why he's letting his his preteen or teenager sleep at buck strickland's house yeah i don't know that is weird so it's the next day uh hank is parked in front of bucks he's just kind of checking his watch because bobby should have come out by now he sees the uh the door kind of open a little bit so he goes up to the front door and uh the housekeeper lupino answers the door he goes hello lupino sorry to disturb you i need to talk to mr strickland she says uh Mr. Strickland went to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Uh, I press his gambling suit, and I pack his naked lady playing cards. He goes last night with Mr. Hill. Hank's like, well, I'm Mr. Hill. He goes, no, no, little Mr. Hill. Okay. Uh, I just want to hit this uh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas stuff. Okay, so Hot Springs, Arkansas, a lot of people don't know. It, it actually has a really rich history for just some little town. Well, it's the capital of Arkansas. Never been? Uh, never, ever been to Hot Springs. But it's got a huge, huge baseball history. Yeah. Really rich early baseball history. Well, I think a lot uh, of train tracks went through there, right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. They were. It was home of like baseball training camps, and they say that it was the birthplace of spring training for baseball. Well, well that's kind of like Marlin here in Texas. Yeah. Did you know it was such like a big baseball thing? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, a lot of the Negro League teams and stuff would come through there. Yeah. And apparently they came through, uh, the Yankees came through one time and played the, the Negro League team that was playing right there, there in that area. I know that we had crazy. Katie Park here in yeah. Waco. That was huge with the Katy Pirates yeah. uh, or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the 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 Waco Pirates, yeah. and they actually were a part of the Major League Baseball. From what I understand, at that well, apparently time period. they're building another baseball stadium here. Babe in Ruth town. played there, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I remember I it was a big that. deal. It used to be right there where yeah. the Magnolia stuff is, yeah. right around there. Yeah, uh, but also, well, that was during the tornado. I yeah. saw that a lot of that it was got torn a lot down of that was after the tornado. tornado. Yeah, it, it kind of died before mm -hmm. that, but mm -hmm. that was like the yeah. nail in the coffin. Yeah. Uh, also, it was a huge, huge place for gangsters and illegal gambling bef oh, really? before, like the, uh, because it was like Galveston was a big spot. It was mm -hmm. like before Vegas. You know, you had a few spots instead of just one spot because sure. Vegas, they all went west to vegas and the mobs all built you know vegas up right, right. but uh you actually had two huge gangs there was two factions in hot springs and they're called the flins and the durans mm. and there's like a big huge i'm not gonna go into that but there's like a big huge story about their feud and everything inside of a uh, hot springs with like a uh like a big huge gunfight where like seven cops died and like uh, there was deputies of the sheriff's office that died. City police died. It was like this huge, yeah. huge gunfight between all these gang members. But Al Capone used to go there and gamble and stuff like that. It was a retreat for him because Hot Springs is a resort, you know, a resort well, you know area. What, you know what they're referring to, right? Are those springs that come up out of the ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a lot of hot springs there I've been in there, Arkansas. I've been there one time, and I had some of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life when I went there. Yeah, it's a... It's a cool little, little town. town. Yeah, it's, it's a cool a little, little town. town. Very but, historic. But it's very touristy at this point. Yeah, know? they say about a million gallons of 143-degree water flow through their hot springs. That's crazy. Every day. So she tells him, no, little, little Mr. Hill. He goes, dang it. All right. If Mr. Strickland calls, you tell him, dun, 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 I'm taking a personal day. Yeah. I mean, that's how it comes across. It's just so, so. Uh, okay, so now we're in hot springs. Uh, and we know that because Bobby is wearing a shirt that says, I'm hot for hot springs. Hot for hot springs. <laughs> Bobby and Mr. Uh, Mr. Strickland are at the uh, dog races, which, which is where you want to take a kid. Which Arkansas, Hot Springs, Arkansas, actually does not have a dog racetrack. They have a horse racetrack. Really? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That huh. was one of the fun facts. Well, Mr. Strickland is quizzing Bobby about being at the dog races. He goes, uh, you ever been to the dog races, Bobby? He goes, no, not one as organized as this. What does that mean? He's been to dog races, but not an organized one? I guess I so. mean, this <laughs> is just neighborhood dog races? Yeah. Bobby says, do they still let the monkeys ride the dogs around the track? <laughs> he goes, Is that no. something they used to really do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, not since the 40s. Nothing like seeing a monkey whip a dog down the backstretch. Uh, <laughs> so they sit down in the stands. They've got a big thing of nachos. Uh, he goes, Bobby, you're going to be my wallet caddy. Hands him his wallet. And he goes, now don't lose it. I got all my betting money in there. He goes, okay. He goes, all right, now I uh, put my money on Wonder Dog. And Bobby says, I like that name. He goes, yeah. I saw Wonder Dog dump a load before the race. Means he'll run light. <laughs> 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 then you hear the uh, the PA announcer come on, and uh, he's start, starting to talk about the, the dogs. Look out, folks. Here comes the bunny. And, you know, if you know anything about greyhound racing, they have like a fake rabbit that runs around the track. Yeah, they got the, the mechanical rabbit basically, that pops yeah. up and then mm -hmm. sprints so the so they'll chase it. Yeah. So he's like, "Go, Wonder Dog, Bobby, go, Wonder Dog." Uh, he says, uh, and then we see that uh, I, I believe the rabbit comes off the track and all the dogs just attack it like in a circle. Yeah, yeah at the end. But Wonder Dog runs off and he wins the race. And he wins the race. Yeah. So he's like, "Wallet Caddy, hand me my wallet. We're going again." All right, so now we're back in uh, on uh, the Hills Street there, uh, Rainy Street, and you see men working in her yard. And then over the fence, you hear, hey, men, hey, men. Down and here, men. She, go she goes, men goes and looks over the fence. Peggy is on the ground crawling through the grass, like with belly on the ground. Bloodless. And she's like, down here, men. And she's got the damn mug in her hand. Uh, and men says, that's not real. You made that yourself. They wouldn't take any more blood from you. This feud is crazy. Uh, a blood feud, a Peggy, real blood feud. <laughs> Peggy, Peggy says, well, maybe not in Ireland, maybe not in McManerbury, but man, there's a little town called Houston. And when that construction crane fell over, they didn't have time to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rough. That is rough. Men says, you're lying. She goes, I would not be down here gloating if I were. I think I'll go inside and brew some coffee, and then men just kind of lays off or runs off or, or you know leaves <laughs> uh, angry. And, and that's the sad thing about like when you donate blood, like there's nothing that gets you feeling better faster. Time no, no. you have to wait for your body to build back up that blood. That sucks. Uh, so uh, she <laughs> she says, isn't it crazy though that your body built like oh yeah it's regenerates that, that blood once you take stuff, it out yeah. it like re like blood comes back somehow. Peggy says she's gonna go inside and brew some coffee, and, uh, yet she still lays on the ground, and you just hear, "Yep, oh, it's gonna taste sweet," and then she just keeps laying on the ground. Yeah. All right, so we're now back. Uh, Bobby and Buck are laying in hot tubs. Uh, Buck says, "Now you see, your daddy wouldn't know how to have a good time like this." Bobby says, "No, sir, he would not." Then the uh, the towel man comes in. He's an older guy. Uh, Buck gets out of the hot tub, and this is when you don't like Buck. He goes, Not at all. He goes, hey, old timer, you know where Rooster's Crap Game is tonight? And he shows the guy some money. Uh, the guy says, Rooster's Crap Game is between 4th and 5th Street. Go around back, knock twice, and slip $20 under the door. Then Buck looks at Bobby and goes, you ever see someone fish for $40, Bobby? He says, no. He goes, watch this. And he just throws the money into the, just into the, the water. Yeah. The poor guy goes after it. I mean, because he doesn't make any money. Yeah. And well, uh, even if I didn't make any money, I don't know if I would allow it's somebody. Crappy, man. I don't know. Yeah. As a human being, I would allow somebody to degrade me like that. I would rather not fish for the forty bucks. <laughs> well, it's not only that. It's what he says after. He goes, "Look at him go. He makes in a year what I make in a week." God, that sucks. That's shitty. Yeah, that sucks. That's real shitty. Bobby just looks really repulsed. Yeah, there was a. Uh, there was a live streamer XQC that uh, they it was just the reason why I'm discussing is because it's kind of relevant a little bit. It just it was a couple it was like a week within this week that he was doing some uh, random app where you randomly chat with somebody on the internet like Omegle or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this one kid came up and uh, it was real a faux pas. He didn't mean anything racial by it, but it happened mm -hmm. to be a black kid that he said mm -hmm. it to, and he said. Sure. Um, uh, he said, my one day check, I could buy your whole bloodline. Oh, and I don't Lord. think he didn't mean it that way. Cause he's from French Canada anyway. So he did like the, yeah. the racial connotation yeah. is not really there for sure. him, but it was, uh, it was kind of still rough, kind of rough to say, yeah. but later on, on that same stream, he gave another young kid, uh, like $3,500 to buy a PC with. So, I mean, wow. it all balanced out, I guess. So the next thing we see is Hank is pulled over on the side of the road with a cop behind him and the cop says to Hank, thanks for letting me know that my taillight was out. <laughs> Hank's, yeah. Hank says, well, I'd want you to do the same for me, officer. 
say, can you tell me how much further it is to Hot Springs? He goes, oh, about another hour and a half. He goes, all right. Drive carefully now. And the cop walks off and says, I will. I mean, Is it known to be a rough place? Um, I don't know that it's necessarily known to be a rough place. Um, I mean, I whenever I think of Hot Springs, I kind of think of Memphis. Memphis was, was a little sketchy. Oh, Memphis is some definitely still yeah. sketchy. West yeah. Memphis, yeah, I think is little, what it is. West Memphis yeah, is really, really rough. A little sketchy. It's where all the rap music and there's a lot of like a lot of rappers and stuff that come out of memphis so now you see a uh, cab pull up into this alley this is not the alley on rainy street this is the alley downtown uh where they're looking for rooster's card game or dice game or whatever he's playing you hear an alarm sounding in the distance you hear a cat screeching you hear some jazzy kind of music playing uh buck and bobby get out uh of the cab and they're gonna go into this this card game uh, Buck goes up and knocks and puts $20 under the bo- door. Uh, scary looking guy comes to yeah. the door. He opens up and he goes, kid can't come in. He goes, it's okay. He's my son. I don't care whose son he is. Kid can't come in. So uh, Buck, being the wonderful person he is, says, uh, all right, Bobby, you're going to have to stay out here. I'm going to take half my betting money. You hold on to the rest. It's not bad enough that you left a 12-year-old kid in an alley. You left him with a wad of money. You left him with a wad of money. Yeah, in yeah. an alley. <laughs> so he hands Not his dad's him, alley either. No, he hands him the money and he hands him his, his heart pills. He goes, here, hold on to my heart pills. If I'm losing my shirt in there, I'm going to fake a heart attack. That's your cue to come in waving these pills, screaming, my daddy's having a heart attack. <laughs> he goes, you got that? Now, who's my wallet caddy? He goes, I am. He goes, there we go. And he just leaves him in there. Um, Bobby kind of looks over. Uh, he's scared to death. He sees rats running around in the dumpster and all that stuff. All right, so we uh, transition to uh, what seems like hours later, and uh, Bobby is sitting there kind of waiting um, for them to come out, and there's two people in the alley just making out in front of this dumpster, right? And the boyfriend's like, what are you looking at? Bobby's like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. And the girl says, come on, baby, forget about him. And they just keep making out in front of the dumpster. Next thing we see is Hank on a dark road. Uh, he's still driving. He drives by a sign that says, welcome to Hot Springs, hometown of Bill Clinton. And he immediately locks his doors and speeds up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then we go back to the alley, and the guy says uh, uh, to Bobby, you're lucky my woman doesn't want me to fight you, you little freak. I'd mess you up good. Buck comes out. Yeah, for no reason. He just, <laughs> he's just a little 12-year-old standing in an alley. <laughs> he's just threatening yeah. this kid. Uh, Buck comes out, and, of course, his shirt's off, and, you know, all this. Uh, Buck is in his uh, his manic phase. I am hot, Bobby. I just hit five three times in a row. Do you think I should press a five? Bobby says, I don't know. And he looks over, and that girl at the dumpster is puking, and the guy's holding her hair back. Uh, he goes, Mr. Strickland, how much longer do you? He goes, screw it. I'm going to press the five. Luck is with me tonight, Bobby. I'm on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. And he heads back inside to do some more gambling. Uh, then the guy we see holding the girl's hair back, he goes, you all emptied out, Carla? She goes, yeah. yeah. And then they just start making out again, which yeah. is gross. Bobby's like, oh, God. Uh, now, later in the alley, Bobby's is sitting on the step. This is even later. The couple seems to be gone. Uh, a couple of goons come out of the door. Uh, one of them's the guy that opened the door, and the other one's a new goon that we haven't seen. They come out, and they say, okay, kid, hand over the money. He goes, my daddy's having a heart attack. And the guy says, your daddy already tried that. We're not buying it. Now give us the money and the watch. Bobby's like, well, but the watch is mine. He said, your daddy said you'd give us the money and the watch. Now come on, kid, the watch. He gives them money yeah. and he gives them the pills. But then he says, the, the watch, watch is, is mine. mine. And he runs off, right? So now we're back inside and um, we can see that Buck is being held down against his will by some gangsters at this point trying to get the money out yeah. of him. And he goes, you get what you needed, Rooster? Boy, give you the money and the watch? Uh, Rooster, who we're just introduced yeah, to, says, the boy gave us the money, took off with the watch. He goes, what? God dang it, Bobby. I think I'm having an infarction. He d- jumps up like he's having a, <laughs> a heart attack. Heart attack. Uh, Rooster says, just look through his pockets and take his shoes. So, I mean, we know these are not run-of-the-mill. No, they're not. This is not a run-of-the-mill card It's game. not at all, especially yeah. if they take your shoes. you got to be in a really bad situation not to get great. your shoes stole. Not great. Um, can I tell you a story real quick? Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, when we went to, uh, Buddy and I went to uh, Memphis. So we drove from here through the States or whatever to Memphis because we were going to Graceland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I told you this story before? No. Okay. So we get there and we stay in this hotel that is, I think it was like $20 a night. 
right? It's bad. It's yeah, not a great that's place. Not a great one. Outside door, you know that kind of thing. I, I'm pretty sure I heard some gunshots in the alley that night or whatever. But we go into this hotel room, and it smells like raid number one because they've just cleaned it out. I guess quote unquote cleaned it out. Yeah. You go into the bathroom. There's dog food on the floor. There's a big hole in the ceiling, uh, and so. I volunteer. Did you ever find the dog? <laughs> no. Okay. I volunteer, thank God. I volunteered to stay up. Uh, when my buddy wanted to go down to, uh, well, actually, we both went down to Gillies, right? And so we're yeah. just like, we're in Memphis. Let's go see what's going on, you know? So we went down to Gillies. I'm tired. I've been driving all freaking day. At a certain point, after a couple of drinks, I'm just like, listen, I, I'm going to go back to the hotel room. He goes, ah, I'm going to stay. I'll walk back. Okay. All right. We're just stupid enough to do that. Yeah. Um, about 3 a.m., I still got all my clothes on. I'm laying on top of the bed, right? Because I ain't. No, there's I'm no. I'm not point. having nothing to do with that yeah. bed. Uh, I hear this bang, 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 bang on the door. So I get up. That's always freaky in the middle of the night in a motel. When in a random place too, door. somewhere yeah. you're not familiar with. He comes running in, and he's he's like, "Oh, thank God!" And I look down, and he's got no shoes on. I said, "What happened to your shoes?" He goes, "Well, I took a wrong turn. And he, apparently, he went through a train yard. Oh, damn. There were a bunch of homeless guys there, like an encampment." And they took his shoes from him. Oh, damn. <laughs> and then let him go. That's funny. So that's my, that's my shoes. That's hilarious. Story. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're getting out of here. Yeah, he got beat up for his shoes. Yeah, he got beat up for his shoes. Uh, they weren't even really nice shoes. I mean, they were fine. Yeah, they were just shoes. Yeah, yeah. Just shoes. Uh, okay, so Bobby is now being chased by one of these goons. Uh, he's chased through uh, the rest of the alley. He crawls through a, a chain link fence and all that. Uh, and the guy comes back through the fence, and he's, he's about to get him. And he goes, it's my watch. And then uh, you hear this uh, uh, honk of the truck. Truck pulls up. We know it's Hank now. He gets out. He's got a golf club in his hand. He looks at the goon. He goes, back off. I'm the boy's father. The goon says, I thought the old guy was his father. Bobby says, no, 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 no. no, no. no. This, this one's, one, this yeah. one's my dad. This one this right here, the one with the dad. golf club. Yeah, the one yeah. that's actually trying to take <laughs> care right. of me. Yeah. Uh, the guy kind of cracks his knuckles and backs off. And uh, he, he, Bobby sees the guy starting to walk off, and he goes, here. And he takes the watch off. He gives it to the goon. He goes, take this watch. I don't want it anymore. Uh, and then uh, Hank looks down at him and goes, quicker, we're out of hot springs, the better. And Bobby's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's so <laughs> yeah, ready yeah, to go ready at this it. point. Yeah. All right. So now um, we see um, <laughs> Buck. He kind of stumbles out into the alley and goes, keep your distance. I just need some air. You heard me because he's still trying to have this heart attack. Yeah. Right? I'm having a goddamn heart attack. Uh, but while he's down, he breaks a beer bottle because he's ready to start fighting with this sucker, right? And then uh, Hank pulls up right in front of the alley and goes, Mr. Strickland, get in. So he he jumps into the back of the truck, you know, into the bed of the truck. Hank takes off. But he kind of slows down a little and, bit. Well, and he goes, what are you waiting for, Hank? Yeah, come on, come on. And then he starts yelling at the goons that are chasing him. He's like, come and get me, you sons of bitches. And that's when Hank. Slow, bless you. That's when slows Hank the truck slows down. down, so he can get hit a little bit. <laughs> One yeah. of the guys comes up and just punches him in the face, and then he takes off real quick. Uh, and he goes, "Yeah, that's right, you backwater hicks, you missed Buck again." <laughs> he never learns a lesson. Never learned a lesson. Never learns a lesson. So now they're driving down the highway, uh, and uh, uh, Bobby looks over at Hank and says, "So I guess I'm gonna be punished." He goes, "You're darn right. Don't First of all, you. you'll not be caddying for Mr. Strickland anymore. Second of all, you're grounded for the rest of the summer." And then Bobby looks up at him and he goes, thanks, Dad. He yeah, thanks. That was a him. stressful little summer. Yeah, yeah that was a stressful then, first start to summer for him. The last thing we see is Buck curled up in the in the bed of the truck, just freezing his balls off with golf balls hitting him and Hank and uh, the clubs and, and all Hank that stuff. And Hank just drives all the way back to Texas with him banging around in that's the back. That's it. That's it. And we get the credits. And, and that's then, a long uh, drive. After the credits, the last thing we hear is, Miss Liz, two hot tidies. Let's see. Hot Springs, <laughs> Arkansas. Let's see what the distance is to here for that. Yeah, because it's probably comparable. Yeah, we'll say it's comparable anyway. That's uh, that's a five-hour and 51-minute drive Ooh, riding in the back of a pickup that's truck. That's a six-hour drive. That's really not that bad. I thought it was worse than that. I thought it was way longer yeah, drive. Yeah, but if you're freezing your nuts off, I mean. Oh, b- bouncing in the back of a Ooh, truck. Lordy. Yeah, going down I-30. And it's, it's not yeah, even not a big fun. truck. It's, uh, Hank drives one of those mini trucks. Yeah, he's got a little pickup, like a, ra- like a, like a Ford Ranger or something like that. So I really enjoyed this. Um uh, but it does show you how shitty Buck is because he he ends up being Buck a really shitty person. Buck ends up being person. a yeah. really really shitty guy. He's a turd. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we already knew that though. Well, we did. We just don't know what to what extent. Sometimes the depravity goes deep in this one for sure. It's true. Like exploiting a young child like that. Uh, Not only a young (laughs) child, but not only that, you got to think he's known Bobby probably since birth. Yeah. At this point, absolutely. Because Hank's been with him since he was. Well, and he's quote unquote taking care of him. You know that kind of thing. So since he left Cavender's Boot City or whatever it's called. No, Jeans West. Jeans West. Yeah. Jeans West. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to tell people where they can find us? Uh, yeah, you can find us at BWAAKOTH.com or you can find us at YouTube.com slash BWAAKOTH. Uh, you could also find us anywhere else you get podcasts. You could also go to RogueMediaNetwork.com slash BWAAKOTH and go check out a bunch of podcasts over there. There's a ton of them. Any, any of them you want to talk about yeah, specifically? Yeah, let me, let me feature one. It is called uh, By the Cover. By the Cover. Uh, Blair and Brittany are lifelong friends. They brought in another friend now. And it's it's basically a book review podcast, but they're such good friends that it's just kind of infectious the the laughter and just yeah. the good time they have while they're talking about these books and stuff. They've done a lot of stuff with um, oh Fourth Wing. I don't have you ever heard of that book Fourth Wing? No, apparently it's it, no. like this huge book that that like was all sold out for a very long time and all this stuff. Anyway, they're covering yeah, the second one, one in that series now. It's kind of like. Um, you know, Game of Thrones or or Hunger Games or whatever. It's one of those series. Like yeah, that. yeah. But anyway, they do a really great job. Uh, and um, I would just like for you guys to go check them out if you can. Uh, buy the cover at roguemedianetwork.com. Dot com. Check them out. Yeah, go check them out for sure. And uh, we will see you again next week uh, for season five, episode three. And uh, still got a Friday coming up. Yep. And we're right in the thick of uh, this Christmas season. Um. If you're going to get somebody something and, you know, you don't have much money, um, give them the gift of our podcast. I yeah, guess. give them the gift of our podcast. <laughs> right, Tell write them. down the URL on a, car, on a card. Yeah, give it to them or pass something. it out. Let yeah. everybody know. Uh, we're going to, this holiday season, we've been talking about stickers forever, but this mm-hmm. holiday season we're going to get it all figured out yeah, and sorted right. out. I'll have time to sit down and pour through everything. So this is, again, this is another opportunity because the last time I said it, nobody said anything. This is another opportunity. Well, I think they're starting to not believe us. Yeah, they might. They might the be issue, at that yeah. point. If you did not get a sticker, please. Just let us know. Let us know. Yeah, we'll send you a sticker. If you've already emailed me once before or messaged me once before, re-message me again. I'm going to go through and find all the ones that I can find. Yeah. And uh, still, if you've sent one, please, please send me your send it again your address and yep. information again and we will definitely get stuff sorted out and also be on the lookout for uh merch as well we're going to try yep. to get some merch set up and get a little storefront set up for that um also i want to drop another line and, and ask you guys to let us know uh what kind of spinoff show you would like to hear yep uh we'd love to do another show it's just uh you're gonna have to give us a subject so uh, let us know what you want us to go through, and uh, we would happily start that show and just see how it turns out. That's it. We Matanye. We Matanye, indeed. <laughs> this has been a Rogue Media Network 